Hello, wonderful people, and welcome to another episode of Unapologetic Divas. It has been a minute, hasn't it? Life has gotten to us just like it's gotten to you, but guess what? We have recouped, we have recovered, and we are back. Yes! I have missed you, beautiful ladies. My God. We miss you, too, and we're so glad we're back. Yes, back to the good stuff. Yes, bonding and just, I don't know, just cluing in each other on our lives. So, I mean, before we we started this this lovely podcast, uh, just this moment, I was talking about how my teenager is about to make that milestone of 16. And I, I, I'm grateful and super excited for him making 16. But, you know, now it's starting to sink in that he's 16, you know, <laughs> like... Hold up, where did time go? I, life has gone far too fast. And we were in the car today, you guys, and I swear to you, I was like, I was, of course, because I'm goofy as all get out, I was jamming in the car and I turned up the radio and I'm dancing behind the steering wheel and his face and stuff. And, you know, just because I like to embarrass him. Um, but he actually referred back to a time when he, when he used to dance. I said, you're gonna need to borrow some of my dance moves when you start going to these dances, because he, he still just doesn't want to go to them. And I said, you need to borrow my dance moves. You got to cultivate them, make them your own. And he was like, nah, he's like, I'm brought back to a time when I tried to do that dance move thing. And I was like, what do you mean? And he remembered back to when he was in the third and fourth grade, when he had this killer move, you guys, this killer move of he would be dancing and then he would drop to the ground on his butt and then just spin in a circle oh and get back up again. Oh no. <laughs> and when I tell you, he was so angry for making me are, are you talking about your dance move? You know, because I was really proud of that. That meant that he was fearless in doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, mad at me for bringing it up and making him think about quote unquote embarrassing times so he is definitely full on teenager and I'm just like meh yeah you're not ready for that yet no I mean it's it's been great you know when he was little you know the cuddling all that stuff but honestly that, that continues now but it's the you know when he got a little bit older we could have conversation and I could have him understand things and you know we do talk about um, political stuff sometimes and you know he is anti-politics and I'm like dude you can't be anti-politics you have to have feels on stuff you have to know where you stand you have to know what you think you know so I really challenge him not to tune that out because I feel like we have too many people of, of a more current mm-hmm. generation that turns away from that you know That's right. mm-hmm. so I mean not that you know when he's older obviously we can have you know engaging conversation but now it's about to be engaging conversation that he's going to have with other people as he moves on to other places and travels the world. I mean, not at the age of 16, but y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's not far from that. Right. Okay. Which just leads me to think, you know, how each day is just so precious. And that we just, we, we live in such turmoil on a daily basis. So... I, the state of the world, the state of time moving far too fast, the state of every day being like you can't get enough done or everything done that you wanted to accomplish. It's just 
I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just this the the rat race has gotten rattier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all forgive me, but I'm sitting here sipping on on my uh, mango Bellini daiquiri while we're chit chatting because <laughs> the world has All right, turn up. No judgment here. Oh no. I got a second one in the fridge. They, they were too fun. Want to get one free? So look, if y'all ready? <laughs> hey, I'm you ready. know what? That's- all good all good so I mean obviously y'all y'all agree anybody got any thoughts they want to add to just how I don't know does everybody feel weighed down I know that we do yeah what's got you what's I got was you actually doing? oh sorry I was just <laughs> saying NSA that I was reading an article that actually we're all in this like weird funk right now mm-hmm. and like you know People say like, oh, the holidays are so crazy, but nobody ever talks about you needing like that time away after the holidays and after the craziness and Mm -hmm. all of that. Like nobody talks about that. And so by the time, you know, it's like a third or fourth month of the year, you're exhausted and you're in like this weird rut. And it's not just us. Mm -hmm. It's everyone around us. But I can only imagine that COVID, you know, the pandemic has only added to that. Like I, oh, absolutely. I'll be honest, absolutely. I, I don't feel any that I feel any different in now than I did in December, except that you know I don't have a checklist of presents to get. You know, that's that's the that my but my 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 overall feel of just wow, this is a lot. You know, what I mean, it's still it's still constant. Mm-hmm. What about you, April? No, I think it's just that, you know, you're going, it's the daily just, okay, I know I've got to do these things and get this done. And we're having, you know, a lot of expectations from work and family, you know, and all these things. Because, you know, right now it's, it's a little difficult because, you know, my husband and I were both working from home some days of the week and, you know, his job is getting added to so he's stressed and my job gets added to and it's stressed and then we've got our son home with us um because he's not old enough for school yet so he's you know constantly wanting mom and dad's attention because he's home and he thinks oh mom and dad are home you know it's playtime and it's not playtime and then you feel guilty because you're like no not right now i'm busy i'm working and he doesn't understand that and then you know, because I, I realized the other day my kids were playing together and I heard my daughter say to him while they were playing, I can't right now, I'm working. And that really kind of broke me a little bit because it's something we've said to them over and over and over again because we've been working from home. And it's it's a lot. And I feel like my temper's been a lot shorter with them than it should be. Um just because of so much being asked and not having that break from work when I'm working at home because, you know, there's no separation. Mm -hmm. So that's added a lot of stress. And then just a lot of the expectations coming from um, individuals in, you know, certain areas saying, you know, y'all need to do this when they're not, you know, seeing what they're already asked to do as far as work goes so just all of that 
kind of weighing weighing you down. What about you, Miss Diana? Um, I think I'm finding not necessarily that there's any one particular thing stressing me out as much as I miss doing the things I used to be able to do to decompress. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. traveling and getting my massages or you know just randomly meeting somebody for dinner like those are just all things over the past year we haven't really been able to do at least not consistently so I think that's where a lot of my fatigue is coming from because I'm not able to to balance the the things that like I have to do with the things that I want to do right are you are you finding a way to at all decompress in these these COVID times? I mean, slowly but surely, but primarily just because I'm feeling a little more um, safe now that I've been vaccinated. So, like, I started going back to the gym, started, you know, feeling comfortable going to the nail salon, you know, mm-hmm. just, just little things. I'm kind of inching back into normalcy, whatever that means anymore. <laughs> I feel that. I feel, everybody keeps talking about a new normal and then at the same time they t- then people talk about getting back to way th- the way that things were first of all I, I, I don't believe we're going back to the way that things were and at all um, and so I think we need to embrace more of a, a new normal and just try to take the, the lessons learned from all this which I think in part is to appreciate those <laughs> and those uh, traveling and, and holding your, your relatives and, and just you know th- those relationships, fostering those relationships mm-hmm. that mean them. So I don't. I struggle with that because I feel like there's a lot of times when, and it is mostly, um, I think with my work that in a way that they see we could be doing things that we did previously, and it's like, well, but that's not we, and I, I need you to see from my eyes how that is impacting like you're not you're not interacting with the public and doing exactly these things I need you to see my sense of worry and my sense of okay how do we stay safe still kind Mm -hmm. of thing so it's like that that's a struggle for me because I do believe that some people put a put a few blinders on Mm -hmm. I mean what about you Miss Rana have you been able to decompress and and what are your feels um, so a lot of people don't know, but basically Mo and I are on our own out here. We don't really have family. And, um, before this pandemic, I used to go see my family in, um, in Arizona, like twice, three times a year. Um, and we used to go see his two to three times a year. So whenever we would feel like something like, okay, we're a little bit stressed out, we'll go see our families or whatever. But we haven't seen my family since my brother's wedding last March, which was like right before the pandemic hit and everything closed. Can I ask real, um, real quick, where, where is Mo's family? Because yours is in Arizona. Where is his? So his is kind of scattered. Um, his brother just recently moved to um, Memphis um, late last year. Um, and then um, actually not late last year, mid last year. 
and then his sister and his little brother are in um, Baltimore, which we were there in December, but we had to drive. Mm. So that took away from time with them. And then um, his parents are in Canada Mm. and they can't really leave. You know, when they came, um, when they came to America and then went back in December, um, they had to quarantine for two weeks they couldn't just go back to normalcy you know and so it's really hard to um it's really hard to kind of decompress because that was our like decompression time is like with family or like whenever we try to take trips or something but we I've definitely noticed that there is a lot less family time other than us recently seeing his family um but we are I think most of his family is vaccinated now and um, all my family is vaccinated, and Mo and I are finishing, are about to get our second dose here on Friday, actually. Um, so you know, there is that hope of maybe sort of being able to freely a little bit um, go see our families without without having to put any of them at risk because my dad is older. And he has, you know, he's diabetic. And so, you know, you have a higher risk of catching um, COVID if you're diabetic and older and all that. So we didn't ever want to put him in jeopardy like that. But um, I I never really noticed how often I used to go see my family. Mm -hmm. Um, Until I was going through some of my, like, memories on Snapchat and Instagram and stuff like that. And all these memories from my my family kept coming up. I was like, oh my god, I really used to see them all the time with like no worries, you know. And I'm like, holy crap, I didn't I didn't realize that like that that was like my decompression time is just going. And it, and it wasn't even like we would do anything crazy. We would just literally sit at home or like cook together. And then like Ramadan just started for us last week. And usually mm-hmm. for Muslims, first day of Ramadan is like a really big deal. You have people over, you have felt like it's a huge deal for us. And this year and last year, we've done none of the traditional things that we used to do. We just cooked like a quick, normal dinner and I try to make it a little fancy. So I like, you know, uh, marinated some lamb chops and did, I, I tried so hard to make it a little bit like traditional but it was not at all traditional and it was really kind of sad because I was, I was looking I'm like oh my god this is so it's so weird that it's just Mo and I this Ramadan and last Ramadan like there was no get togethers and even even when we were you know, first married and we had our three first Ramadans together, we would have like our our non-Muslim friends over for dinner that day and we would have like huge, like basically like a feast the first day and then we had none of that and it's just really sucky. So we're just struggling a little bit right now. I can understand that. My, my mom's husband is Muslim and I've, I've never I've never really understood the whole dynamic that he's had to go through because he's from Morocco. And so to be, you know, away from your family and and really new coming to this country and you don't really know anyone, shoot, you don't even mm-hmm. know proper places to go buy lamb, to be honest. 
like all the little right. minute details like those are missing mm-hmm. when you when you take that step out by itself luckily I have a few you know I have several you know friends that could you know who are Muslim they're like oh yeah yeah go, go here and marry this is this is the place to go you know so he could give me a few hints but then when I think about like what it must have been what it's probably still even this COVID times you know just feeling that separation of almost being by yourself in a holiday and reflecting back on what holidays past were for you like that it's got to be so much worse right now well I think it is but also what really sucks is so usually we find out like a day or two before Ramadan starts from or the mosque because we go to the mosque for prayer we go on Fridays that's like our big thing on Fridays is we go for like an hour-ish and literally I found out about Ramadan being because usually Ramadan is a day or two like you find out a day or two before because it depends on like the lunar calendar versus the calendar that we know so it's never the same it's never the same day every year it changes every Mm -hmm. year it's like a week and a half to two weeks earlier so this year I'm like running like a chicken with its head cut off because I don't know when Ramadan is because we haven't been able to go to the mosque since last year and then like we're trying to figure out we're trying to get in contact with people at the mosque nobody knows anything because they haven't been able to go either So I had to, on a lunch break one day at work, I had to drive to the mosque, which was closed because now they close mosques. Like, that is so crazy to me because that has never, ever been a thing for us. Mm -hmm. It was always readily available and and accessible. Yes. Yeah. And whenever you go to the mosque for any time of of the day, somebody was always there. And it wouldn't, there was nobody there. They're only now open for an hour, like once in the morning and once in the evening. And that's it. So this has just been a really, really weird, like a whole weird dynamic thing that we got going on. And ah, I'm just stressed. <laughs> I'm so stressed out about it. See, I, honestly, guys, that's why I feel like our podcast is, is so important and how we can just you know, let people know that, hey, you're not alone in these things that you think and these things that you you have to undertake and the difficulties that we're involved with. And for the record, I believe once you get your final vaccination, Miss Rana, then we will have all been vaccinated. So we could eventually mm-hmm. all get together for this podcast. Oh, God, that yeah. sounds amazing. So, that would be awesome little bit of light in the future there but I mean that's that's what we need to do and I guess that's my coping mechanism uh personally um is to find something to look forward to and to you know let that be my my beacon of light and for me like our our podcasts are you know my beacon of light wrestling is my beacon of light anytime I get together with you ladies even you know separately all together talking on the phone um, I broke down on this. Uh, um, I had an issue at the side of the road the other day, and two of you ladies were like, "Are you okay? How's it going?" I tell you what, y'all are such the lifeline for me. And it wasn't until I found each of you, which has been, you know, a journey each in itself for me finding each of you guys. Um, and there's people in the world that I know they don't they don't have this. They don't have the finding these tribe members you know they they haven't found their tribe or realized where to look for their tribe but i have been so completely lucky 
and finding each one of you that I, I, I want to spread some of that. Like it's possible. I am a loud mouth, crazy person. Most of the time, my son will verify and confirm. Yes. But there's hope for y'all. If there's hope for me finding lovely, dedicated, smart, beautiful people, you know, to surround yourself with. So if I can find them, anyone listening to our podcast can find their tribe. Yes, I love that. And I won't lie, these past few weeks, I think they they would have been a little bit easier had we had a little podcast or at least just like, you know, like that one time we did, we, we actually Skyped. Like instead of like instead of Zoom, we Skyped. Guys, yeah. how old are we? You know. <laughs> so that was that was a really really nice um, thing, and I think it would have been a lot easier had we just gotten like, hey, 10, 15, 20 minutes together. But you know, it never is just a few minutes. It always turns into like an hour. An hour more. Because we get to it's wonderful. Because it's so easy to get lost. And I tell you what, I think right now our spirits are just thirsty for those those glimmers of happiness and hope. Because everything is just so, ugh, so blah, so just completely devoid of, of color and, and just life. And so when we can find ways to connect, it, it's like the, a light has turned on. So... Yes. And and you know what? We need to keep doing more of it. I I, I I know this. Y'all feed my soul like you wouldn't believe. I've gone crazy wig shopping with Deanna. I've done all kinds of psychotic oh. stuff with April, going painting with a twist kind of thing. Ron, I used to see you on a regular basis, but doggone it, woman. I'm telling you, my Ronald withdrawals are kicking me into some kind of frenzy. <laughs> you don't have to get together, Madonna. Oh my gosh. I know it. I know it. That's yeah. almost like whenever whenever you post any pictures of you and Marcus or like this, I really like take a good hard look because I'm like, damn, I used to see this woman once a week at least. And now <laughs> I see you never. Like ever. So I think I think that we should start really thinking about a couple of podcasts from now that we are going to do this together because I feel like it would be a little bit of a I don't want to say a better time because I, I feel like we have a great time on here but I feel like if we were in person oh my goodness it's it's a wrap for everyone everybody's <laughs> going to be having a yeah. time <laughs> well I mean then we wouldn't have to worry about technology shorting out exactly Right. But also, exactly. you guys can get crunk and I can just watch. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on, and I can, I can drive you all and we can hang out. I mean, that's what I want. I don't want to have to worry about, oh my goodness, are we going to actually do this? Or, oh, somebody's having like internet problems like I do. Like with this rain, my internet has been awful and group me mm-hmm. sucks. I had to delete it and re download it like three times, by the way. So I feel like as soon as I'm vaccinated and we wait a couple weeks, I think that I think that should be a date. I think we should make like a party podcast out of that. I'm for- yes. Yes, I like that. And we can I can cook. Ooh. I can cook all the good food. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 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 And you guys mm. and you guys can, you know, make 
Uh, make me a virgin margarita or something. Everything. <laughs> you can do that. You can do all the things. Wait, who do you know? Oh. The sky's the limit with us, you oh, guys. It really is. I'm, and I'm, I'm all about this. Okay, y'all already know I'm all about... I'm about people empowerment, but especially women. Because, yes, I'm going to sound like a crazy feminist, but I don't care. Women make the world go <laughs> We really did. That's absolutely 100% true. And it's the thing is, that's not to knock men. Because I feel like men, you know, they want to protect and they want to guard. And, you know, they want to... But you know what? Women make it happen. Women plan it out. Women are the, the the rock behind it all. So, no offense guys, love you. One more, more hugs, kisses, but we, we do this, and y'all need us to do this. So, that's right. They say, and we do it. I, I, I will tell you this, I can't, I can't even count how many times I've heard men say that women make a house at home. You know, mm-hmm. my like when Mo and I first got married, he said he thought his home was a home until I came along. And I'm not saying that because you know we're married. You're saying it because he's one. I'm not. I'm saying that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I was gonna say I'm saying that because women, we really do have a certain way of doing things, and we do make things better. Not a hundred percent of the time, but like ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> Cause I know, I know what I do. Okay, it's just not good. <laughs> well, I saw some. I saw something. I, I'm trying to think. It was the first thing this morning when I woke up. So at first, I, I wasn't really, you know, look. It takes me, you know, like six seconds. I'm a morning person, but it does take me a few seconds to really <laughs> wake up. But I, I was, I was hearing this. Of course, this TikTok because it sucks me in. It does. It sucks me in. But I was hearing this beautiful <laughs> TikTok about how. Women, whatever they are given, they multiply. So, you know, if, if yeah. you give, you know, a woman groceries, she will make you a magnificent meal. If you if you give a woman a sperm, you're not getting a sperm back. You're going to get a potentially a child. If you give a woman psychoticness or you give her distress, well, she's going to multiply that too. So, I mean, it, just, it does come back, you know, full circle because what you give you don't get out, but what you give to a woman, you get out and then some. So it's women, women will elevate whatever mm-hmm. it is that you give them. Now, whether or not it's a good elevation, it's sometimes depending on what you've given. But I, I feel like that's, that's 100% accurate because if people give me information and it's not 100% of the information or it's not the majority of the information, like you're leaving details out. Well, I'm not going to get the the full scene of the full scope of what you're talking about. So then you're letting my mind take it to places and then trying to connect those dots and those pieces and basically magnifying it. But if you give a woman or if you give me, let me not speak for all women. If you give me all of the information, I'm going to connect the dots and I'm going to be able to give you more information, suggestions, ideas, concerns. Well, did you think about this? Because that that's what we do. Women automatically multitask. So right. mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just feel like it's like that. 
That's actually um, a Middle Eastern saying um, that women are a blessing because if you give her groceries, she'll make you a meal. And if you give her a house, she'll make it into a home and all that. But then towards the end, it says, um, if you give her, like, if you stress her out or something, she will, like, break down the house, basically. Because then, then mm-hmm. like, it's over for you. Like, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. There's no going back if you mess it up that's it she's gone and then you're you're left to deal with what yeah nothing you know because mm-hmm. because you, you you did all of this and she built you this life and then if she's gone she's taking it with her whether or not she actually takes like the physical thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but and same thing for you know when like when you're a mom and you do everything and you're supposed to do this and this and then the kids eventually move out they're gonna and, and people don't talk about that they leave and they're like oh man i miss my mama's cooking or i miss this i miss this what my mama used to do so people need to really think about this stuff women in general are so important to like a day-to-day and there and then even like bedside matter and like doctor's offices it is proven that women make better doctors because we are more caring we are we empathize more we show emotion and that actually helps the patient you know and so i'm i'm, I'm just saying i'm with some of this <laughs> well if you consider i think if any woman were to consider the relationships in her life how many people of those relationships have you built up have you supported and they appreciated how you know how you have become, you know, just a part of their lives that, you know what, if nothing else that this pandemic shows, when you can't get together with them, there is now a void. And it's it comes back to a lot of female relationships, whether that's your mother, uh-huh. your sister, your grandmother, your best friend, your, you know, your coworker. There are so many connections that women do automatically just being j- just this, this creature of, of, of love themselves that when it's when it's not readily available <laughs> you miss it you miss it yeah agreed and i've been i've been trying to you know get together with my best friend who lives in arizona but she's a traveling nurse and, I'm, and we've been trying to figure this out since the pandemic and it's just not working for either one of us mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now we send each other sad songs. <laughs> oh my god! I know this is this is what we've become now. Y'all are y'all are processing and going through a breakup right now. That's truly, truly, and and so we talked about it since um, Mar- uh, May. Wait, May thirty first, I think, is like a holiday or something where it's um, where God, I can't even know what holiday it is, but. It's a three-day weekend, so I'm I'm trying to get her. Yes, thank you. Labor day. I'm trying to get her to, you know, come out mm-hmm. here. Well, she's in a high-demand position, man. So. <laughs> well, hopefully yeah, it works out. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call out the the elephant in the room. Um, just because it's what I do, I put, I'm put people on the spot and make things awkward. Um, I'm gonna get a business card that says that. By the way, <laughs> I put people on the spot and make things awkward. 
Um, <laughs> just added for work. So, all right. Obviously, between 2020 and 2021, the, <sighs> social justice movements have seen an all-time high. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's been exhausting, but I feel like First of all, the wounds have been festering long enough. They have pussed up and pussed over, and the infection is just not going away. And really, the only thing that has changed is we have better recording devices, more readily available. So, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to know if any of you feel like you have just like lost people or lost perspective on some people for some things that they have said or done or or posted in the in the midst of social of the social justice movement because I'll be honest I have deleted some people I've blocked a couple and I'm just like I'll post something and it's said in sarcasm and I wish upon anything that I could you know post it with my voice attached to it because then they would understand that this is sarcasm and you sound like a friggin idiot but it doesn't work that way so I, I I just want to know y'all, y'all, y'all's feels on on people relations because I feel like that's socially I'm weighed down, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm disgusted, and just you know some people. I mean, it's a good thing that some people show their true colors and you know where you stand. I would rather know where I stand than be told a lie. So I'm just wondering if anybody else is feeling the same. Oh yeah. I, I I definitely feel that way. I have had, I feel like I have had a thousand conversations regarding the same issue where I, ha- I, I shouldn't, I should never, nobody should ever have to defend for somebody's life. Well, they should, they shouldn't have, you know, they should have obeyed the law. You're not, but, but that's the thing. Cops are not supposed to be the juror and the punisher and the killer they're not supposed they're supposed to serve and protect they're not supposed to do anything else but serve and protect this is why there is nothing about you know firefighters with saying that they're killing people because they do their damn job you know cops are not doing that police officers are literally not doing that and then the one police officer I don't know if you guys saw this but there was a um, a video article type situation on a black woman who was a police officer on the force and then she saw an injustice and she about a black boy basically who was getting harassed and about to get beat up by a white officer and he the white officer went and reported her and she lost her job and her pension and the judge ruled against her. And then finally, with all of this going on and the fact that that specific police department has had so many um, other issues, they finally gave her back her pension and back pay. Wow. But it's literally been eight years of this wow. since she this happened. This is before all of these Black Lives Matter movements were such a huge like social thing people still said it but not a lot of people understood what it meant and then you know with the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick when he was when he was kneeling peacefully and protesting against 
you know, black basically genocide. He, he got ripped into pieces saying, well, you don't respect our troops. But then we all saw what happened where, where a guy literally got put, he got maced and they pulled guns on him for him not wanting to come out of his car. He had done nothing wrong. Yeah. So it's not about the troops. Like, let's fucking, let's be clear here. This has never been about that. This has been about suppressing the black vote. It's been about suppressing black people. It's, it's so, I'm going to say this. It's so American that as soon as you start thinking outside that American box, you become anti-American. You become People look at you that way and it's 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 maddening to me if you see your country is turning up into flames wouldn't you want to speak on that wouldn't you want your country to do better yeah so why are we why are we silencing these people why are we silencing victims again yep absolutely right what about what about you diana Um, I've had a mixed experience and what I mean is there's definitely been some people that I've lost a lot of respect for and had to block or delete or disengage. Um, but also I've had some people that I mm-hmm. didn't know where they stood and found out that they were more, I hate Look, that's both, the word but then. I can't think of another word. <laughs> they were, <laughs> they, they, they were more woke than I would have originally given them credit for so it's been it's been interesting because like I feel like yeah there's been a couple people I've I've lost quote unquote but I, I think I've actually gained more like gained more right. respect for some people that I didn't That's know awesome. where they stood what about you Miss April mm-hmm. yeah I mean you know I come from a family that we have, you know, people in our family who believe certain things and they're wrong and you're not, but you're not going to change their mind that I've had to, I've in the past just kind of, you know, told them how I feel and that they're not right. And they just kind of laughed at me, but I've just stopped engaging with them completely. I've blocked them on social media. You know, I've not gone to visit them. You know, I've just been like, okay, this is not, something that you can just say oh well this is just you know it's i come from a different generation you know that's what it is like that's not an excuse anymore (laughs) an excuse and it's like you that you cannot be that ignorant willfully ignorant and i'm going to stand here and tolerate it i will tell you you're wrong i will continue to tell you you are wrong i will continue Mm -hmm. to you know say what i feel i need to say to Mm -hmm. you and anybody else because this just it, it just you can't use that you can't say this is it's been like this okay mm-hmm. well we need to change the world change we need to do better as a as a human race and i just i'm tired of people trying to say you know they're hiding behind their privilege because you know they can say well i did this and that. it's like oh because you don't have to worry when you walk out if you're coming home that night right you know, and that's frustrating for me because we we were just having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. She had a very good friend of hers come to her daughter's school in Texas, which is a very um, affluent 
area, very, um, so let's just be honest, very white area. And um, there's some really awesome walking trails out there. And the gentleman is um, a man of color. And he was saying, oh, I'd love to go walk on the trails. And she's like, oh yeah, they're beautiful and everything. And then her mind immediately went to, I hope somebody doesn't call the cops on him because he's walking with right in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. And I, and I, she, she said, I've never, she goes, I hate that. I have to think that way. I'm like, but you have to think that way. Because there are people there who probably would call the cops because there's, you know, and right. walking around in their neighborhood. And it just made me so angry. But that's, because what right do you have to tell somebody how they can but just But you have the exist? right to be angry, April. And I, I guess I feel like I really want to say however people feel, they have their reasons. Um, they have their, you know, traditions. They have whatever. And I feel like a lot of times we dismiss really engaging and saying what we want to say and what we really feel like we need to say in the effort to be polite especially we as women we, we, we're not trying mm-hmm. to be aggressive we don't want to be the bitch you know we're trying to all right well let me not offend you but you know and we we give every you know every reason to not engage with people but the honest truth is we need to engage with people because it, it, it's not even necessarily just a, a, a racism or willful ignorance sometimes these people are so engaged in their privilege or engaged in, in their own mind because not not even just not even race and class sometimes they just don't even see what the devil they're doing or how they're talking to people and you have to turn around and say um <laughs> excuse me what before they even realize now they may mm-hmm. come back with well that, that's how I am and that's how I've always been no, no, no. that's how you've always been you can choose at any point to change direction in what you're doing. It has to be a willful change. Exactly. But there changes can be made no matter how small. It just has to be a choice. So I see that we we lost Miss Diana. That might be internet issues. My goodness. See, we're, we're gonna remedy this internet issue. I promise. Oh, absolutely. You. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's just I've had so many discussions with people, not just about you know, race and color and socioeconomic class and dealing with privilege, but there comes a level of privilege that's even to um, per- personal entitlement. People don't don't want to change who they are, mm-hmm. even if it's to your detriment, if it's to their detriment, because it's what's comfortable for them. That that that's a big issue. People don't want to be uncomfortable, and. Until you get uncomfortable and realize that there may be some things that you would want to work on about yourself that you don't realize is there, you know, um, you're going to be stuck in the same patterns. We should all be looking for ways of bettering ourselves or, you know, expanding who we are. What drives me crazy, though, is not just the unwillingness is they're willing to learn. They're just not willing to learn the truth willing to learn things that fit mm-hmm. in their little world and their ideas but they're not actually willing to learn what is what the truth is mm-hmm. how many years has it been since the the 
anti-black rhetoric. It's been oh my god, it's been hundreds of years. Hundreds, you know, and and a lot of places mm-hmm. are learning to, you know, kind of educate themselves, uh, educate their country. There's been new laws in other places, and this and that. But for some reason, quote unquote, the best country in the world is still in this like really weird like 1800 mentality that black people are never supposed to fucking question authority or like they're never supposed to you know know their rights like it's almost like appalling that a black person has the right to not step out of their car for not doing anything because they know they're gonna get shot regardless how mm-hmm. is that okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, oh, well, imagine it's your kid. You don't have to imagine it's anybody close to you. Just see that they're a person. That they have a life. That they are worth living. Why are you becoming the punisher for them? For something they didn't even do. You know? And then they're like, oh, well, she pulled... she pulled, Or this new officer, you know? She pulled the wrong thing. How are you going to tell me that some She was a 26-year veteran. Literally about to retire, 26 basically. years. That she does not know the difference between a gun and a fucking taser. How does that explain that shit to me, please? Okay. And even, you know what? I'm sorry. When somebody pulls out something, anything, like let's just imagine a purse. You pull out something from your purse. You look at it. It clicks that, hey, this is not a lipstick. I'm not going to put a deodorant on my mouth. Right? Like, let's be clear. <laughs> that's, that's basically... Right. God, I hate that I even have to compare that to this. But that's really what it comes down to is this woman knew exactly what she was doing. And she did it. And then same thing with the guy from last week that was harassing that black kid on and walking in the street. Now he's claiming it's a mental health issue. Um, Mental health does not make you a racist, okay? Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't. But see, and but that's and that's what's ultimately going to start disengaging and and pretty much putting a whole stigma on mental health again. Right. Just getting to a place where people can recognize, you know, what something's not right, and they can almost get to um, a somewhat comfortable place of of admitting, you know, what? Hey, I don't feel right. I, I, something's off with me. Now we're gonna go. We're gonna have these things of oh well, this is why I did it, and it's really it's it's a cop out. It's a right. cop out. It's lies. It's it's another mm-hmm. excuse. And like a thousand times, we've seen where a white woman or a white man starts spewing hateful shit and basically saying all these awful things to people, and then when they lose their jobs. Or, you know, they get caught all of a sudden, oh, I didn't take my medicine or, oh, I have PTSD or bipolar. Sir, I need you to shut the hell up and take responsibility for what you did. But if a person of color did that same thing, there's a good chance they may not walk out of that situation. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Those are the same people that are going to be okay with that. Because it doesn't affect them. Yeah. It yeah. does not affect right. them. And it's crazy the double standard that we have 
still in 2021. Like, how have we survived as a, as a species? We have survived a pandemic, but we still can't tell right from wrong. Really? Oh no, we can. We can. Just the people that it doesn't benefit to admit that wrong. Is, like is they're what... not going to lose any more of their quote right. unquote freedom if they if they go against injustice. But they might have to admit that someone might be on their level, that they're not superior to something. They're going to have to acknowledge that they and let me tell you they're something. Privileged. They're not superior. I there know that. And there has not been. And and look, I go back to science a lot because there's not there's that's not something that people can refute because facts are facts. But there has not been a single study saying that white people are superior to black people in anything ever. It's actually quite the opposite. Because black people, they can they can adjust to their environment better than anybody else can. Mm-hmm. You know, we you can put a black person in Alaska and they will adjust just fine. That you can put them in Africa where the sun is beaming down all the time. Oh, you know what happens to that white person? We burn. And I say we because I'm technically considered white here. We burn to a crisp and then develop cancers and then go through like awful shit. Black people don't have to worry about that. Because they adjust. Because that's what they've always done. That's what they always continue to do. So I feel like that's something that needs to be said is white people, again, nobody is superior to anybody else. We're all the same. We're all humans. We all have one goal, which is to just live and let live. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to throw in a PSA real quick. Um, mm-hmm. No matter what color you are, white, black, whatever, th- this sun is hot. Y'all put on some sunscreen. I'm just telling you. All right. Done. <laughs> okay, I just yeah, have to put that in. I'm, I'm with when, when, okay. So when my, my nephew was little, y'all, y'all know my tater bug, um, yes. about to graduate high school. My brother never used to put any type of sunblock or sunscreen on him when they would go to the beach or out. And he'd be out, you know, in the scorching stuff. And then my brother would wonder why his skin was tender. Because he's burned, sucker. (laughs) You're not going to see it as well. But he's burned. Protect, Protect your skin, people. Protect your skin. Also, another PSA, it's really important. It's really important to look at the ingredients and having... Uh, at least 7% zinc in your sunscreen, more important than having the SPF. I'm just saying. Oh, look at you. Something I learned at my new job, guys. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love being educated. No, more, more, more. We should all be more educated every day. Okay, uh, another another PSA. Yes. Uh, please get your skin checked at least once a year. Um, and um, if you have a weird spot, please look, get it looked at because that weird spot is almost always not what it's supposed to be. Well, there it is. Yeah. Your skin is important, y'all. Take care yeah, of it. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know, but there are different skin cancers, but the one that really people should be scared about is melanoma because it can metastasize and it can go into the lymph nodes and the bloodstream and then, you know, death happens. So, so like, I'm just, just going to put out that you're using these four to five syllable words now that I feel like a spelling test is going to happen at the end of this podcast. 
and I I may not be prepared for it. I'm just okay, I'm just saying basically <laughs> wear your sunscreen um and don't do what I did in my younger years which is tan in a tanning bed, dear god, and get your skin checked and um okay. you know eat your veggies, drink your water. <laughs> all the healthy tips. All, all the health Co-signed yes. by Rana. Oh. Y'all do it. Boom. Yes. Yes. Um yeah. I guess Miss Diana's not coming back in. Yeah, no, she sent a message that uh, basically oh. it she was having some internet issues and now it will not let her back in. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is we're you know we're we're over our fifty uh. minute you know wonderfulness that we <laughs> get so wrapped up in it, and I I love being wrapped up with you guys. It's like the best blanket ever. Did but <laughs> I'm guessing we should go oh, ahead and put it to a close, but. I can promise you this, ladies. We will be coming back with more podcasts sooner yeah. rather than later. We're about to dig in and just just get in it. We're gonna get yes. dirty. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any any parting words, ladies? Um, just take care of each other. Life's too short, and um, stand up to injustices. Be on the right side of history. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss April, like what that. you got? And when you can be yeah, anything I in the world, that. be kind. So, <sighs> April and her angelic heart. I just love it. All right. Um, from me, stay feisty. Don't back down. And be the best you possible every single day. I love it. All right, you guys, we, we're going to do this again, yeah. and Beautiful. I'm excited for it. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a great one, wonderful ladies. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.